Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing, and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this video for Fortune and Freedom. When I first met Nigel Farage about four years ago, three and a half years ago, we talked about immigration, and I wasn't really keen to talk about immigration because I didn't think it was a big issue. And Nigel kept on trying to convince me that this was going to be the biggest issue of the next few years. Now, you can safely say that Nigel has been correct about this, like so many things. I suppose immigration really is now the biggest election issue in all of the country's medias I follow. Nigel, what is going on here that is just shifting this issue from being, you know, something you've followed for a long time, something yeah. that, you know, a small group of, of people um, were really active in, to suddenly becoming the main issue in elections. There's so many elections this year. How did that transition happen? Scale, to begin with. I mean, take the United Kingdom, for example. We talk about Windrush, yeah? We talk about that ship that came over from Jamaica in the late 1940s. And from, you think about this, from Windrush until the election of Tony Blair, average net migration to Britain through that half a century period was 30,000 a year, right? And still, it was a political issue and debate. Indeed, when Armin threatened to kill the Ugandan Asians back in the 70s, there was a huge debate. Could we really absorb 28,000? I, I mean, 28, I, I mean, this is a huge number. There was a very big debate about it. And we decided in the end, morally, we had no choice because Armin probably would have killed them all. And it was a former British colony. Right? So think about that, net 30,000 a year. Then think about these numbers, very simple numbers. Blair comes to power, the British population is 58 million, right? Today, the population is 68 million. That is just in 25 years. And 85% of that is directly down to immigration into Britain. So that leads to the obvious problems of a housing shortage. We're not building enough houses to even cope with numbers coming in, let alone the shortfall that we have. Think about the impact on the health service. You know, unless you pre-built hospitals and GP surgeries because you had a rough idea of how many millions were going to come, we didn't, did we? No, I mean, no one knew. The Office of National Statistics made projections as to what government policy might mean, but they always underestimated everything. So you've got that impact as well. Well, there's another reason why politically, so, so you know, housing, schools, uh, travel on motorways, cars, living space, quality of life, all of those have diminished with a rapidly rising population. No one's wanted to discuss this. I mean, I did this in the leaders' debates in 2015. I mean, they looked at me. I said, well, do you think maybe one of the reasons we've got a housing shortage is that six million people have come? Well, they all go, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one could acknowledge it. But have a think about this. That very same Office of National Statistics, who underestimated everything, right, and produced a report this week. They say, they estimate, that between 2021 and 2036, 13.7 million people will move to the UK long term. 13.7 million. Now, people will leave, of course. But net, they think the figure's going to be nearly 7 million. Here's the point. 
many of those who come will come from cultures that are just miles away from anything we in the West understand and know. There will be no commonality. There will be no shared history. There will be no sense of togetherness. Very large numbers won't speak English and in many cases might refuse to learn English. I mean, how interesting that the Labour candidate has just launched his campaign for the Rochdale by-election and 50% of his address was in Odi. So we're just accepting that if you walk down Whitechapel, you know, English is rarely used on the roadside. So people are saying in Britain, in Europe, the pace of this, the scale of this, is changing our way of life. Our cities are becoming literally unrecognisable. There are cultural practices, the best example being the treatment of women, that are totally different to what we believe to be the norms. Now, to have said these things, Nick, a few years ago would have been to put in the basket of being far right. You know, you are far right and evil for daring to suggest this because all human beings are exactly the same, but they're not. And what this does, it destroys communities. If there isn't a sense, if there, if there aren't things that you share, you know, the good things and the bad things about generations of your family living in the same district or whatever it is, you finish up like London today, where uh, people living in a street don't even know the names of their neighbours. There is no sense of togetherness. So, so ultimately, there are the practical reasons why it's risen up the agenda, but this is now becoming cultural in a very, very big way. It's becoming about the identity of nations. Uh, religion, of course, plays a very, very large part of it too. And, you know, these European elections that take place at the end on June the 9th this year, are going to see a massive, massive shift uh, towards people saying, we simply can't go on like this. And, and unless we do something, uh, the flood that comes across the Mediterranean from Africa, it will literally, our countries will almost cease to exist as we know them. Sorry to interrupt, but if you're enjoying this content, you can get it every single day. Just click the link in the description or go to fortuneandfreedom.com. Get a daily email from our team of experts. Thank you. The people that are willing to vote in, in uh, protest against yeah. the open immigration policies are branded as far right by the political leaders and, and the intellectual leaders and the media leaders. My question to you is, has the voting population shifted to the right or has the, the government policy and the intelligence and the media shifted? I don't know if the left is the right way to describe it, but pro-immigration. So who's actually moved here? Look, you know, when David Blunkett was Home Secretary 20 years ago, we were deporting thousands of illegals every single year. No debate, no argument. You come illegally, goodbye. You're off. No argument. No debate. That was accepted. And that was a Labour government, not a Conservative government. Um, uh, I mean, the legal net migration figure last year into Britain was three quarters of a million. But it used to run at 30,000. So actually, the globalists, those who pushed the projects of European Union, who want the United Nations to have an even greater role in our lives, these people do not believe in the nation state. They do not believe in borders virtually of any kind at all. And the reason their agenda has become so dominant is that those of a more conservative disposition haven't had the balls to stand up and say, whoa, this is crazy. 
for fear of being labelled far right. Although we, we've reached the point now. I mean, if I watch the BBC News at ten, virtually everybody in Europe's far right. So it, it, you know, the term almost ceases to mean anything. And of course, amongst that, there'll be some people who are there'll be some people filled with racial theory or hatred, but they are a tiny, tiny minority. This just ordinary folks saying, actually, do you know what? We we quite like our way of life. Uh, we don't want to see it destroyed. Are you worried about who these voters will be voting for when they express this dissatisfaction about the immigration? You mentioned that only some of these leaders are actually genuinely far right or, or racially yeah. or yeah. Well, motivated by religion, but people will vote for them just because they, yeah. like you say, they, they find that their way of life is being destroyed. There are some pretty extreme parties in Europe. Uh, most of them aren't, even if they are branded that way. But what will happen, of course, is a little bit like the Brexit debate. You know, UKIP was extreme. We were all nutters until it became official conservative po uh, government policy. <laughs> now, they never actually believed in it. But that's what happens. In the end, you get movements, you know, of left or right that become so big in size that in the end, the existing mainstream has to adjust to it. And that's what will happen in Europe. You know a lot of these people that we're speaking about. What is preventing them from making that shift now? Or why did they get the initial shift away from sensible immigration policy so wrong? What motivated Fear. Fear of being condemned by a global liberal media. Fear of being condemned on Twitter. Social media has made this far worse. The influences on the left on social, social media are far, far bigger and far, far stronger than those on the right. And kind of a death of conviction politics a move more towards career politics. And it's kind of, you know, it's quite funny, really. You sort of, you meet MPs and they say, well, or of course, you know, really, really, I couldn't possibly yeah. say so. Um, you know, and there's been way, way too much of that. Why has this occurred in so many different countries at the same time? It seems that all of the, the countries that I lived in and followed over the years, the issue has popped up uh, almost, uh, you know, in, in perfect synchronization. I think the growth of terrorism the growth of extreme Islam, the beginnings of uh, sectarianism uh, within society. We're seeing it writ large over Gaza uh, and the way the Jewish population are being treated in countries. I think that has accelerated all of this. But I think, I think you know, it really began properly in 2015, you know, when suddenly a million people cross the Mediterranean uh, and are told by European governments they can stay, whereas 10 years ago they'd have been taken straight back to Africa. That was what really began it. Yeah, I saw that shift at the time in, in Friends and Family, actually. Yeah. Um, they went from hosting refugees in their own homes to uh, being against uh, the whole issue. Um, Nigel, what's your prediction then? You know, when we first met, you were very clear about the fact that this would become the big issue. Um, is your prediction just that the central parties, the centre-right parties, will be the ones who, who lurch on immigration policies over the next few years? And it all settled down? Or do you think we're going to get... Uh, a few governments in Europe that actually uh, worry you about what other sorts of policies they might get wrong, even if they do get the immigration issue right to some extent. Well, Maloney has already become the Prime Minister of Italy. You know, the brothers of Italy, the, the, the brothers of Italy thought to be a very hard right party. Le Pen will probably become the French president. Um, there are big changes coming. AFD will take over some of the provinces in Germany. There are big changes coming. Um, whether these are fundamental long term total political shifts of parties or whether the mainstream wakes up to it. History suggests uh, that in the end, uh, new political movements that come along, even if they win, in the end merge back in uh, with those that were there before, but a bit of shift to the centre of gravity of debate. I think it's going to take, rather like the climate change debate, I think it's going to take quite a long time 
for the big capital cities to recognise just how wrong they've been. But in the end, they probably will. Well, thank you for watching, and I hope you agree. It's never been more important to take control of your own money, your own financial situation. We do a daily free email, a fortune and freedom daily email with lots of knowledge, lots of insight. It's a very useful way of protecting yourself for the future. So please click the link in the description or go to fortuneandfreedom.com and get my daily email.